Hello, everyone, and welcome to ClutchCast, a podcast created to guide and inspire student-athletes to reach their goals. My name is Dominic Prianti, and today our special guest is head softball coach from Drew University, Coach Erica Mahalik. Coach Mahalik, welcome to ClutchCast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Now, thank you very much for setting some time aside and uh, being with us today uh, to talk about yourself, a little bit about your program, and Drew University. Uh, before we get to the more common questions that I, I ask every coach on the podcast, let me ask you, at what age did you start playing sports? I think I started playing soccer, actually, first, probably in like first or second grade. I didn't start playing softball till around fifth grade, and it was like just underhand pitching. There was no fast pitch until like seventh and eighth grade. I started playing softball fifth grade and then loved it started taking pitching lessons, and I guess the rest is history. The rest is history. So can you tell us a little bit about your high school career? Sure. Um, I went to Nutley High School in New Jersey. I played JV my freshman year. I Honestly, when I started taking pitching lessons, I was not very good. <laughs> um, it took a lot of work, but I think even though I wasn't the most talented, I don't think I was ever at work. So like even trying out for rec in seventh and eighth grade travel, I didn't make the team in seventh grade. Then eighth grade, I finally made the team, didn't really get to pitch that much. And then high school came and I got an opportunity and I pitched like every JV game. And then I think in my junior year, I started varsity for the high school team. So you pitched throughout the uh, junior and senior year for your varsity team. You continued your education at Drew University after that. Do you recall your recruiting process? I remember back then making like videos on CDs and sending them out to coaches. <laughs> Very different. I actually applied to a ton of colleges. I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go, but I actually wanted to go further from home to a larger school. And I ended up 35 minutes from home <laughs> at a small school. <laughs> Fun fact, I really didn't know about Drew that much. I, I didn't want to go, but my parents and my pitching coach thought that would be the best fit for me. It's a, it was a high academic institution. I would get to play, and it was the best decision I could have made. Well, you definitely had an amazing career at Drew as a pitcher. You, uh, besides, you know, uh, graduating with a degree in economics, March 28th, 2001. Does that remind you of anything? It does. <laughs> I threw a perfect game that day. Which is the only perfect game in history, right? Uh, yeah. That, that's a major accomplishment. And besides that, you also have, uh, you were the first to throw two no-hitters for uh, Drew University. Can you tell us a little bit about your college career? First of all, I loved Drew. I had such a great experience as a student athlete at Drew. I got a great education. The girls I played with are still my closest friends. It was just an awesome experience, and that was the reason why I wanted to come back and coach at Drew. But my freshman year, I think, was my coach's second year as the head coach at Drew. Um, we were not very good. We were definitely below 500. My junior year, we were ranked last in our conference preseason poll, but we just worked hard. We really gelled together on the field and off the field, and we became really tight-knit, and somehow we finished first in the conference. We upset a lot of teams. I think that year we won 30 games and almost every home game that we played, so 
it was just awesome to go from a team that was probably an easy win for a lot of teams to come back the next year and surprise everyone and really surprise ourselves. But it was just such an awesome experience. We ended up losing in the finals of the conference tournament, but it was such a great experience. So it sounds like a big transformation uh, for the team from going from a you know somewhat of a decent team to a really good one and uh, achieving all those results. You've been part of other transformations, which we'll get to in a second. But once you graduated from uh, Drew, you actually joined the workforce. Yes. So you actually left the world of softball for a bit. Uh, well, technically, I never left because I always gave pitching lessons. But yeah, when I was in college, the plan was never to like become a coach, never to coach in college. It was just I just loved softball. So I kept giving pitching lessons. I even started in college, coached like a 12U, 10U team right out of college. But I was working for a reinsurance firm in the treasury department in Hoboken. And I mean, I enjoyed that career. I did it for six years until I started coaching full time. So you're talking about Hoboken and New Jersey, you started coaching uh, club teams and uh, probably the most successful one was the uh, club team for Stevens Institute of Technology. You actually took that program from a club program and transformed it into an extremely competitive NCAA varsity program. You were there for nine years. And you actually were named the Empire 8 Coach of the Year in 2014. I think that year you had like a 30 for 13. Can you talk to us about how all that came together from club team to a very competitive varsity softball program? I was working in Hoboken in finance and someone that actually had the same, we had a shared pitching coach. She was working at Stevens as an SID and just reached out because she knew I worked in Hoboken and lived in Hoboken because they're looking for someone to coach their club softball team. So I interviewed. It was super convenient. The players seemed awesome. They obviously love softball. If they were a club team, they weren't forced to be there. I mean, it was a lot of work. <laughs> obviously, they weren't recruited athletes. They were great kids that just wanted to play, wanted to learn. And we basically set the foundation for making softball a varsity sport at Stevens, which all those kids that played club really made a difference in, in that transition. And in the meantime, if you weren't busy enough, you also completed your master's in sports administration in uh, 2014 as well. A lot, of, a lot of kudos to you for doing all that work. <laughs> but then comes uh, 2017 and you come back home. What was that feeling like? I think... Deep down, it was always like the goal to get back to Drew. I had a great experience at Stevens. We were really successful. Athletics is a big part of the culture at Stevens. So I learned a lot there, but nothing could compare to going back to the place that I loved so much. And in 2017, when the job opened, it was the second time it opened since I started coaching. And I figured this was the right time to apply. And I'm so happy to be back. Yeah, and actually in 2019, they celebrated you by inducting you into the uh, Drew Athletics Hall of Fame. Just to give some stats on that, if I may, uh, you were ranked second in all-time wins, first in innings pitched with a, a total of like close to 500 innings. That That's a tremendous amount of innings. Second in career shutouts, third in career ERA, and third also in strikeouts. What was that feeling like to be inducted into the Hall of Fame? It was awesome. I, I think I just, I loved Drew. So, and I love my playing experience there. It was great to be inducted with one of my teammates as well. A lot of my teammates came back 
for the night. I think my dad told me it was on his bucket list for me to get inducted. So that meant something really special to me. He's always been my catcher, my biggest supporter. It was awesome to be recognized for, I guess, not just my achievements, but how much I loved being a ranger. Now they've given you some other responsibilities. First year as the school senior woman's administrator and advisor of uh, Drew's uh, Student Athletic Advisory Committee. So some important roles and leadership roles here as well. So it's not just coaching. Yeah, and I was really excited to um, be asked to be the SWA and take over SAC. I enjoy working with the student athletes and helping them have a voice within our athletic department. I just got the role the start of this school year, but we've already done a bunch of things through SAC, and the kids are awesome. So I'm, I'm excited to get my hand in different things campus. Going back to the days when you were playing and you were at uh, Drew University, did you have mentors there? My coach, Tammy Evans, definitely one of my mentors from Drew. She would stay with me and pitch after practice with me. She would catch me, which blows my mind. I I (laughs) couldn't imagine catching my pitchers right now. (laughs) She just, I think, believed in me and pushed me to keep working towards goals and saw me as a leader. And I think that shaped me a lot and kind of a lot of the stuff that I got from her, I use now while I'm coaching at Drew. Yeah, so this is stuff that you carried on throughout your whole life. I see, uh, as a matter of fact, even outside of Drew, uh, you're an active member of the National Fast Pitch uh, Coaches Association. Uh, you're part of the Regional Advisory Committee. You're actually a conference chair as well. Also still at uh, Stevens, I see that you still have some connections there as the uh, top of the uh, V Leadership Academy and the Stevens Hall of Fame Selection Committee. How much did softball contribute to your leadership skills? Oh, gosh. I think softball instilled work ethic in me, integrity, the competitive nature in me. I think, I don't know, I think softball is like who I am. It's a big part of my life. I, I couldn't imagine not being involved in the game at all. Can you talk to us a little bit about your uh, coaching staff, trainers, facilities, you know, the whole support system around the program? Yeah. First of all, our athletic director, Krista Racine Ryan, is our women's soccer coach. And she was our soccer coach when I was a student athlete at Drew. So it is awesome, number one, to work for a female athletic director and a coach because she really understands what it's like to be a student athlete and to be a coach and everything that goes into being successful on and off the field. So she is our biggest support system for sure. My assistant is Brittany Diazo. She is an All-American outfielder, slapper from Manhattanville. She's been with me since my second year at Drew. So this is her third year. She works with our outfield and our catchers. She also works with our slappers. She's been a great addition. She's super energetic, has a great rapport with our student athletes. I think we complement each other well. So she's. it's been great having her with me as kind of rebuilding the program at Drew these past few years. We just hired a third full-time athletic trainer at Drew. So we have three full-time athletic trainers. Our head athletic trainer is awesome. He's also been there since I was a student athlete at Drew. We have a strength coach. Our, our assistant, Brittany, works with our strength coach to create our workouts that the team does all year round. Um, obviously, they're different throughout different phases of the year, but they're busy all year <laughs> getting their work in. The Simon Forum is our athletic facility. 
it's basically a huge field house. So our basketball gym is in there. We have our fitness center. We have a varsity weight room in there. We have a third weight room that's open to everyone as well. All the coaches' offices, our locker rooms, our pool. We have a couple classrooms for film. Our equipment manager's in there. So all our players' laundry gets washed every day after practice, which is nice. And then our training room. But I think the biggest advantage of the Simon Forum is the field house area where we have our practices. So it's basically four basketball courts with a hundred meter track around it. So it's a pretty large facility. We could fit a full infield in there. Our outfield can take fly balls. We have our batting cage in there. And that was actually part of the reason why I wanted to come back to Drew just because of our indoor facilities. Being in the Northeast, we're inside for a good four to five weeks. We are basically able to bring our whole field inside and be as close to game-like as possible. Yeah, definitely a great advantage to have an indoor facility. As we know, it's uh, really uh, hard sometimes up here to get some uh, practice time outdoors. That sounds like a great professional family uh, in terms of athletics. What can you tell us about Drew University in terms of, of an academic institution? Drew is a liberal arts college. We are located in Madison, New Jersey. Our nickname is the University in the Forest. It's a very beautiful campus. I highly recommend anyone that's interested in Drew come to campus. They will fall in love. We have 39 undergraduate majors and 10 combined degree programs. We're a smaller school. Students to teacher ratio is 11 to 1. Our average class size is 17. Drew is just an awesome community. Everyone is willing to help everyone else. Professors are very helpful. They understand that we do have student athletes that are going to miss class for games here and there, and they're willing to accommodate them, which is great. At Drew, you're always a student first, athlete second, and then all the other extracurricular activities that comes next. But I like to tell our athletes and our recruits that you really can have it all at Drew as long as you can manage your time and prioritize. So we've had kids study abroad. We have kids that have internships in season. We have kids that have work-study jobs that work off campus, involved in a ton of different clubs. So there's a lot you could do, and you really don't have to sacrifice your academics and your athletics or your social life for any of those things. I was actually going to ask you about that, the social life. How is the uh, social life on campus? So Drew does not have Greek life, but our athletes are basically their own sororities and fraternities. So our athletes spend a lot of time together. Obviously, our softball team spends a ton of time together. A lot of the athletes live together in the same dorms, in the same suites. Everyone at Drew basically lives on campus. We don't really have apartments throughout Madison that students live in. We are an enclosed campus in a really nice area. So there's definitely a lot to do. We're also a 45-minute train ride to New York City. We're in, a, in suburban Madison, but we're close to the city as well. So kind of the best of both worlds in that aspect. But there's always something going on on campus for our students. Student Life does a great job of organizing events. We definitely have a lot of different traditions, like our holiday ball or midnight breakfast that our students look forward to. Drew's pretty busy. In a normal semester, <laughs> I was <gonna> not not <laughs> pre-pandemic. <laughs> exactly. How how is life now, if I may ask, during this whole pandemic? Well, Drew's completely virtual. Campus is 
pretty quiet, unfortunately, but we did have a small population of students living on campus. All of our athletes were home, learning from home. So it's going to be great to get them back, back on campus, back in the classroom, on the field. How did you keep them motivated during this, uh, this time? So difficult for so many. Yeah, it's definitely been hard. I think it was devastating when we found out that our season was over and everyone had to go home. We didn't really know for how long that was going to be. It obviously ended up turning out to be for the whole semester. So we did weekly team meetings, just trying to stay connected. We had different themes for our meetings. We discussed a lot of stuff that really wasn't even softball related. Just trying to do fun things to keep everyone connected for the most part. This fall, I think everyone was hoping to go back and we got the news that we were going to be virtual. Um, Although it was pretty upsetting, I think it was the right call by Drew to have us virtual. I think it's helping them better prepare for our return in the spring. But I think everyone was hoping that we would go back in the fall. So I think the fall was probably a little bit harder for the students, especially it was a full semester of online learning. But I think we got through it. We, like I said, tried to stay connected and just, we did workouts together every Thursday morning. So that got everyone up and active. Even though we weren't on campus, the team actually played in a fall league together. I think there was 12 of them, 12 to 15 that are local out of 20 that played together this fall. So they got to see each other, which was awesome. And I wasn't allowed to coach. We had um, an alumni father actually come out of coaching retirement (laughs) and coach the team. So I think that was great. They got another perspective and they got to have fun. Obviously, I went to the games to watch them play and see them. But I think it was great just to get them together. And then in October, we got cleared to open our athletic facilities to our student athletes so they can come on campus, use our weight rooms obviously social distance and masks and everything. And we were able to practice. So we were able to get in probably a month and a half worth of practice once a week, which was better than nothing. It was great for them to be on campus, again, to see each other, to interact. I think that gave them a lot of hope and excitement for the spring semester. And talking about the spring semester, how was your recruiting this year? I'm sure it was very difficult compared to other years. I know that you travel the country a lot when it comes to recruiting. Were you able to do any of that? So we were actually pretty lucky at softball tournaments, really, in New Jersey, Pennsylvania. They started later, but they still happened. Drew allowed the coaching staff to go out and recruit. So I was able to get to a lot of local tournaments. Typically, I do go out west, which um, I was not able to do. I was lucky in the aspect where I did get to actually be at fields, talk to coaches, and watch kids play. We have four players from the 2021 class committed to come next year that applied EV1. So I'm super excited about that. And then we have a couple more that we're just waiting on. So, I mean, your class is almost uh, complete. So you were able to get the mission accomplished. That's great. I know that some of your athletes come from the West Coast. One of your catchers uh, coming to you, Delaney uh, O'Donohue, she's mm-hmm. very excited to get on campus. I had a chance to speak to her offline, and we're actually going to have them on one of our episodes as well, a whole class of uh, recruited kids just to get their perspective on this whole uh, recruiting during the pandemic. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I feel like there's probably a lot of nerves 
for these kids that didn't know what was going to happen. So hopefully they're, they're finding homes. And I do believe there is a school for everyone. They just have to do their research. Absolutely. So on that topic, what are some of the concerns that you've heard uh, from the players and potential prospects throughout this whole process? I think the number one concern is, is there going to be a season? Is campus going to be open? Are sports still, are you dropping any sports? Like those are some common questions that I've heard. We actually are adding sports at Drew. Hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> what sports are you adding? I mean, of, what sports, if I may ask? We're adding men's and women's volleyball, not this year, the 2021-2022 school academic year. So next fall, we will have women's volleyball and the men, I think, start in the winter. In terms of parents, because I'm sure parents have a lot of questions. At the end, they're the ones probably picking up the uh, the tuitions. What are their mm-hmm. concerns? What are their questions like? Um, I think they're, they want to know that their child is going to be taken care of when they're on campus. I think that's regardless of the pandemic or not. They want to make sure that especially a student that's coming from out of state or coming from a couple hours away that someone is going to be there to not look after them, but guide them and help them through this process. Because being a freshman in college is a huge adjustment. I try to tell my student athletes that are on my team and those that I'm recruiting that we want to be your home away from home. So the door is always open. We proactively schedule meetings with all our freshmen every other week just to stay on top of their grades, make sure they're not having any issues in their classes. They're asking for help. It's been my experience that freshmen tend to wait a little bit too long to get a tutor and realize that they need help in a certain class. We try and stay on top of that as much as possible. Just want to reassure the students and families they have a huge support system, not just their coach, but the other coaches, um, the professors on campus, the academic advisors, and their teammates. The support system. That's one question I like to ask all coaches. The significance of being part of a team. What does that mean for a freshman walking onto the campus for the first time? You have a built-in family. You have these people that are working towards the same goal as you. They're like-minded like you. They're going to be there to help you through the difficult parts and they're going to be there to celebrate the great parts. We do something with our incoming freshmen, big sisters, little sisters. All our incoming freshmen have big sisters on the team. So they have someone to reach out to over the summer and kind of give them some guidance. Our upperclassmen wrote kind of like a survival guide for our incoming freshmen this year as to what to expect, what the coaches expect, what it's like being on the team, maybe certain classes that you have to take, just trying to reach out and help them because they are going to be their best friends, probably their lifelong friends. And what advice can we give prospects that are considering Drew as uh, their potential school for the next four years? I would say come and visit, contact contact me, send videos, send a send a schedule so we can get out and see you play. I think it's never too late or never too early to start. No matter what school it is, you should research the school, make sure they have your major, make sure the size is what you're looking for, the location is what you're looking for, the price is what your family can afford. Um, There's a lot of factors that go into it. But I would say just do your research, ask a lot of questions to whatever coach you're speaking to. Something that we, we love to do at Drew 
is the overnights. And obviously that's something that we couldn't do this year due to COVID. But I think an overnight is a big part of the Drew experience. So you get to go to class with the players. You get to come to practice and watch. We're Division Three, so you can't participate, but you can still watch a practice. You stay in the dorms with the team. You go to meals with them. You meet with a professor in your interested major. So you basically get to see what life would be like on campus. That's really good advice. What do you look for in a player? I'm sure the skill set, of course, off-ball knowledge and all that. But what else should a uh, potential recruit keep in mind that they should really work on when they want to be seen by you? I think a lot of it's the intangible, how they deal with adversity, how they handle failure, um, how they recover from that, how they talk to their teammates. If they're talking in the dugout, if they're focused, their body language is huge. I think body language is something that's harder to correct. Looking for kids that basically have that mental toughness and fortitude and resiliency that they can battle back from a negative situation. In terms of communication, I know we mentioned email, video. I'm sure that that's the majority of what you get right now. I'm sure your inbox is uh, overflowing with all that. What type of emails do you like to see? Like, how do you see it structured to get your full attention? What should be in that email? How should it be structured? I'd like to know that. I'd like the, the student athlete to convey that they've done some research on Drew. So if they're telling me they're interested in a major, that they know it's the major that we have. I want to know what club team they play for, what position they play, what high school they're from. If they have a schedule for summer or fall, I'd love to see that. And a video. A video isn't everything, but it's good to get a feel because you definitely need to see kids play live. But a video is kind of like a foot in the door. Social media helps a lot with that nowadays. Do you use social media? to? I'm not saying recruit, but at least to look at players to see what they're doing in their social life? We do. Usually when a student athlete will follow us on Instagram, we, we will follow her back. We do a lot of obviously posts about our team. We like to see what the student athlete's doing, making sure that we think that they would fit into our culture at Drew. And what is that culture like? If we can, let's give away some tips. We're looking for a good human. That's like the bottom line. Kids that are going to put in time, that want to work hard, that are focused and that want to win, that are competitive, that want to go to a program that's going to push them, but be successful and have fun at the same time. That's qualities I think every player should have, but of course they should they should be able to um, make sure that other people could see those in uh, their own qualities. Right. We spent a lot of time on our team culture the past two years, because this, this past year was my third season at Drew. We worked on creating some core principles that we expect every athlete to have expectations and standards that we hope to carry through for the next 10 years of what Drew softball is and who we are. The pandemic kind of cut that short a little bit, but I think our team worked really hard in getting to know each other off the field and put that time in to like dig a little deeper and not just know each other on the surface level. I think it started to definitely pay off through our Florida trip. And then obviously we got shut down. I think that's been something that's not still related that we've worked on a lot through the past year. So going through your resume, I mean, you could definitely see, you could read through it. Hard work, leadership skills, not only from a coaching coaching perspective, but also with the other roles that you have. 
throughout the uh, university and also with other uh, programs. How important is that for your student athletes, for the members of your team? I, I think it's paramount because they're they they're going to play for four years, but then they're going to go out and they're going to have jobs, have families, have careers. We want to make sure that they are prepared for all those things. We try and guide them at this stage to have that integrity, have ownership and accountability in everything that they do to communicate well, effectively. So we try and preach our core principles all the time to our student athletes because it is they're going to be the kids that are going to get the job over maybe someone else that doesn't have some of those qualities. Yeah, and I definitely know, especially during this interview now, uh, how lucky they are to have you as a coach to be able to give them those uh, extra qualities and uh, skills. Coach, if we had to sum this up, what would you want someone to take away from this, uh, this podcast? I think you can have it all if you come to Drew. There are no limits. We do have high expectations for our student athletes, but they are definitely within reach and they can be a part of something awesome. Even though Drew Softball has been around, we just finished our 30th season. It's basically being a, a, a pioneer of this next generation of Drew Softball. So setting the standards and traditions and being a part of something exciting, just getting to play with a great group of girls. Our student athletes are going to leave Drew with an outstanding education, top tier education, a competitive playing career, and lifelong friends. Uh, Coach, we could definitely hear it in your voice when you talk about Drew and uh, the effect it has on you. And to be honest, I mean, it, there were vibrations that were going through me when you were actually talking about it. You could definitely sense that. Coach Mihalik, thank you so much for giving us some time today to learn more about your program, to learn more about Drew University. Once again, thank you, and hopefully you guys have a season. And like I tell many people, if, if you do, we would love to have you back. Awesome. Thank you. I hope we do have a season. I think we will, but hopefully everyone stays safe. Thank you again. Thank you very much to Coach Mihalik for giving us an inside look at Drew University, the recruiting process, and her amazing coaching career. If you would like to find out more about ClutchCast, please visit us at www.clutchcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at ClutchCast Podcast and on Twitter at ClutchCast PC. ClutchCast is brought to you by Clutch Recruits. If you would like to find out more about Clutch Recruits and our programs, please visit us at www.clutchrecruits.com. Thank you very much for listening. Till the next episode.